Chapter 13 of Legends of Saints and Sinners. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Danielle Fedrigo, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Legends of Saints and Sinners by Douglas Hyde. Legends of St. Deglin. Preface. I wrote down the following legend of St. Deglin, word for word, in Irish, from the telling of my friend, Padraig O. Darwin, who comes himself from the Decius. The Story When Deglin was leaving Rome, he held his bell in his hand, but as he was going into the ship, he left the bell upon a rock that was by the harbor and forgot to bring it with him. The ship put out to sea with the bell left on the rock behind it. When Deglin was coming near Ireland, he remembered the bell and knew that he had left it on the rock behind him in Rome. Old people say that long ago there used not to be much good in a cleric without a bell. Deglin knew that he would want the bell when he would land in Ireland, and he prayed God to send it to him. At the end of a little time, what should be seen swimming behind the ship but the rock and the bell on it, just as Deglin had left it at Rome. And when the vessel came to land, then the stone came into the harbor at Ardmore, and the stone came up on the shore, and it is there yet. The stone is set high up on the top of two smaller stones, and room between the two for a man to pass out under them. If you were to see the hole, you would feel certain that even a cat could not pass out through it, and yet a big man can pass through. Every Deglin's Day, the 24th of July, and the Sunday nearest to it, thousands of people come from all over the Decius, from twenty miles away, to the pattern, and anyone who has anything the matter with him, either disease or pain or sickness, goes in under that stone, and believes firmly in his mind that he will be healed. Hundreds do that yet, up to the present day. About fifteen years ago, the pattern was growing small and dying out, but a fesh, the second fesh in Ireland in modern times, was held on Deglin Sunday, and thousands and thousands of people came to it, and there had not been such a pattern for fifty years. I myself have often seen people passing under the stones. Every second person in the Shauna Fobel, and in the parish of Ardmore also, is called Deglin down to the present day. Scarcely a month passes that a child is not christened Deglin. The explanation that the people give of the name of the parish called Shauna Fobel, or Old Parish, is that Deglin had made a parish of it, and that there were Christians there before there was a parish, or before there were Christians in any other place in Ireland, and Old Fobel is the same as Old Paroste, or Parish. The above story is the folk version of part of the following, which is here translated for the first time from an Irish manuscript in my own possession. St. Deglin's church is spoken of in the manuscript as still standing, and his miraculous stone as being still preserved there when the account was written. This throws back the account many hundreds of years. I collate my manuscript carefully with one written in 1758, 23M50, preserved in RIA. It has never been printed, but I believe my friend, Father Power, will soon publish the entire life of St. Deglin. St. Deglin, of how Tremor got its name. And the people of the island concealed the ship so that Deglin could not embark on it, for they disliked it greatly that Deglin should inhabit it, for fear they themselves might be banished out of it. His disciples then said to Deglin, Father, thou often requirest to come to this place. We pray thee to avoid it, and mayest thou receive from God that the sea should ebb away from the land, so that people may go into it with dry feet. For Christ has said that whatever shall be asked of my Father in my name, he shall give it to you, for it is not easy for thou to inhabit this place or to protect it. And Deglin said, This place which God has promised me by God, and where my burial was promised, how shall I be able to avoid it? But concerning this thing which ye desire me to do, namely to inhabit it, I like not to pray against the will of God concerning the taking away from the sea its own natural movement. Howsoever, at your entreaty I shall direct my petition to God, and whatsoever pleases God, let it be done. Deglin's disciples arose, and they said, Take thy staff as Moses did with the rod, and smite the sea with it, and God shall make manifest his own will to thee in that wise. And his disciples besought him to do that, for they were faithful people, 
His staff was accordingly given into Deglin's hand, and he smote the water with it in the name of the Trinity, and he made the sign of the cross of crucifixion with it on the water, and quickly the sea began to move out of its own place, so quickly that it was scarcely the swift monsters of the sea could keep pace with it by swimming, and it left many of them on the shore high and dry, who were not able to depart with the sea on account of the rapidity with which it moved. And Deglin followed the sea with his crozier in his hand, and his disciples followed him, and there was a cry and a great sounding from the sea and from the monsters departing. And when Deglin reached the place where Tamunomara is now, a young child of Deglin's disciples by the name of Minchin spake, and he being terrified at the noises of the sea and at the roaring of the unknown monsters with their mouths open, following the water. Father, said he, thou hast displaced the sea enough, for I am afraid of yonder awful monsters. At the word of the child the sea stopped, and Deglin did not like that, and he struck a light blow on his nose, and three drops of blood dropped from him to the ground under Deglin's feet in three places. And Deglin blessed the nose, and the blood ceased suddenly. And Deglin said, It is not I who have removed the sea, but the power of God, and it would have removed it further, had it not been for the words thou spakest. And in the place where those drops of blood fell, three little wells of sweet shining water burst forth from under the feet of Deglin, and those wells are still there, and they are seldom without that color of blood upon them as a remembrance of those miracles. And there is a mile in length and in breadth around them, and the name of it is the Tremor, or Great Shore, and good and profitable is the land of Tremor, and there was built Deglin's monastery. And the crozier that Deglin had in his hand when performing that miracle, its name was Fredhocht Deglin. We shall say something more about its miracles in another place. Of how Ardmore got its name, and of St. Deglin's Stone. Deglin proceeded to say Mass in a church that lay before him in his way, and a small black stone was sent from heaven through the window of the church to him, and it remained on the altar in his presence. Great joy seized Deglin at beholding it, and he gave praise and glory to God for it. Now his mind was firmly set against ill ways and the unreason of the heathen after the possession of the stone, and he gave that stone to Lunan, son of the king of the Romans, who was in his company, to keep and to carry for him. And the name of that stone was Balpur in Ireland, namely Deglin's Duivin, or Little Black Thing. And it was from its color it received that name, for by its color it was black, and it revealed things by the grace of God, and Deglin performed many miracles by it, and it remains to this day in Deglin's church. And on one of these occasions, a visit to Rome, he went to a holy bishop of the Britons named David, to the church which is called Kilveen, which is beside the shore of the sea which divides Britain from Ireland. And the bishop received him with honor, and he was for forty days in his society with love and joy, and he used to say mass each day there, and they knit themselves together with bonds of brotherhood and partnership, and they bound the people of the place after them. And at his completing forty days there, they parted with salutation, and said farewell to David, and gave him a kiss in token of peace. And he himself and his disciples went to the shore of the sea, to go into the ship to go to Ireland. And that stone I spake of, which was sent to Deglin from heaven, a monk was carrying it at the time, for Deglin was unwilling ever to part with it, and he used always to be in his company. And when they came from the shore into the ship, the monk had forgotten it, and left it on a rock which was on the shore. And until they had gone about halfway over the sea, they never remembered it. And when they did remember it, Deglin was melancholy, and so was everyone else after the gift, which had come down from heaven to Deglin, being forgotten in a place from which they never thought to get it back. Deglin looked above his head to heaven and clearly prayed to God in his mind, and then he said to his disciples, Lay aside your melancholy, for God who made a gift of that stone from heaven at the first can now send it to us in an unusual ship. Wonderful and splendid it was that the rock without understanding or reason submitted to the Creator contrary to nature, for it swam directly after the ship, with the stone on it, and it was not long until Deglin and his disciples saw the rock after them, and the stone upon it. And when Deglin's people beheld the miracle, they were filled with the love of God and with honor for their master, Deglin. And Deglin spake prophetically, 
Let the stone go on in front of you, and follow ye it. For whatsoever harbour it shall arrive at, it is near it that my city shall be, and my house, and my bishopric. And it is from that place I shall go to God's heaven, and it is there that my resurrection shall be. And the stone went out past the ship, and ceased the great pace at which it had proceeded up to then, and remained a little in advance of the ship, so that it could be seen from on board the ship, yet in such wise that the ship might not overtake it. And the rock steered for Ireland so that it took harbour in the south, in the Decius, at an island that was at the time called Ardinis Karak, or High Island of the Sheep, and the ship took the same harbour, as Deglan had told them. Deglan, that holy man, went on shore, and he gave praise and glory and thanks to God, because that he had reached the place of his resurrection on that island, where the sheep of the king of the days used to be kept usually and herded. And there was a pleasant high hill on it, and one of his disciples said to Deglan on going to the top of that hill, How shall this Ardberg little height support thy people? Beloved son, said Deglan, say not so. This is no little height, but an Ardmore, great height. And the name has clung to it ever since, namely, Ardmore of Deglan. End of 13